Before we get into today's podcast, here is two ways that I can help you out completely for free on how to lose fat forever and do it while enjoying the process. Firstly, book in your free Fat Loss Forever Blueprint call. This is where I'm going to help you map out the next six months completely free. How to eat, how to sleep, how to train, all that stuff. You can do that at andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash AMF strategy session. Also, link will be in the description. Next, I can give you a free custom meal plan to get the ball rolling with your nutrition. Go to andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash meal dash plan dash application. Again, link will be in the description. And if you want to know more about our AMF four hour workout week program and where I will help you guarantee you get a life changing result over the next six months and lose fat forever, that's andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash get dash fit dash fast. Again, linked in the description. Let's get into today's episode. I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day to day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. Let's get into it today. So, we are going to be, James, how are you doing? Um, we are going to get into how to get the most out of your workouts and what to focus on. Can we all see my screen all okay? Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. So what we're going to cover today, we're going to cover the purpose of the workout, maximizing results. We're going to touch on pre-workout, something I haven't really spoke about too much. What, when, how often? And then more importantly, at the end, rest and recovery. Jordan, are you going to be touching on rest and recovery next week? Is that all you're going to be? Yeah, okay, perfect. And we're also going to map out every June topic as well for these this week as well. Um, so we can give you a look ahead of what's coming. Um, so what is the purpose of a workout? This is a common misconception. The purpose of a weight training workout, it's that shit that that is me just completely fucked up in the first sentence there. Um, isn't to burn calories. <laughs> so the purpose of a workout, of a weight training workout, that is, is not to burn calories. That's really not the main goal. Um, oh, sorry, I got that right there. The common misconception is, my God, good start to the call here. Callum, well, not normally this bad, mate. Well, I'm, 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 I'm lying. We really are. Well, I certainly am. <laughs> so here's a common misconception. Let me start that. From the beginning, <laughs> the purpose of a weight training workout is to burn calories. That is not really the main goal of weight training. The goal is to damage your muscles to cause repair and growth. That is the goal of a weight training workout. That is not to burn calories. It's this process that allows you to become stronger, build lean tissue, increase your metabolism, and drastically change your body composition, which is really what all of us are trying to do. We're trying to change that body composition. You want to look toned, leaner, more athletic, muscular. That is going to come from prioritizing weight training as your main method of training. 
And the goal of that session is not to burn calories. We're going to get into things as well uh, and kind of touch and, and really what the, the benefits are and things as well in a second. But the goal of that weight training session, although it may burn calories, yes, that is not the main benefit. That is not the main benefit of a, a weight training workout. The main benefit of the weight training workout comes from breaking down those muscle fibers, then through the, the, the recovery and repair process, building to become stronger, increasing lean tissue and increasing your metabolism as well over time. So the benefits of strength training, what are the actual benefits that you get from strength training and working out? This is a, a very basic list. To be honest, I could have made it 14 slides alone. Stronger and fitter protects your bone health and muscle mass. Research also says it helps keep weight off for good. When you actually look at the studies and, and weight loss longevity, weight training happens to be the number one thing that helps keep people's weight down. Stronger physical mechanics. So as you age, as you, you're getting about older, that's probably not consideration for a lot of people in the college now, but things like uh, improving the quality of your life, improving the length of your life, that all comes from staying physically fit and maintaining muscle mass. What you tend to see as you get older is that metabolism decreases over time. Why does that happen? It doesn't just magically happen. You don't just, because you're aging, all of a sudden get a slow metabolism. It comes through the degradation of your muscle tissue, of you actually becoming less muscular over time. Obviously, when we where we can actually not only prevent that, but throw it in the other direction, is by continually getting stronger and focusing on improving your overall strength and overall muscle tone. Helps with chronic disease management as well. There's even some research showing that chronic back pain and things like that can be seriously helped with weight training. I know that maybe sound counterintuitive, but again, it's playing into you becoming a stronger physical being. That is the goal. If you can become a stronger, fitter, healthier version of yourself, you ward off all these diseases, all these ill health methods, all these things, you know, from, from cancer to, to eczema. Like there's so many things and benefits that come from a, a specifically tailored weight training program to you and your needs. Um, again, studies show boost energy levels and improve your mood levels. We all know that feeling when you come out of the gym. Yes, you may be bust, um, but you do feel good. You get that endorphin rush. You get that, that good feeling after the gym. Improves your cardiovascular conditioning, sorry, um, and also increases your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. That is the amount of calories you burn in your sleep. So, for example, I, I, I say burn your sleep. You just burn at rest. You know, if you didn't do anything, if you literally lay on the floor for 24 hours, that would be your BMR. Um, you increase that by increasing your muscle mass and, and doing weight training over time. There's other things like such as rest and recovery and the repair of the muscle tissue, et cetera, that help with that process as well. So what is the purpose of a workout? This is, this is more cardio-based. So the purpose of the cardio workout is two-pronged. Proves your heart strength and cardiovascular endurance and burns calories. That's the purpose of the, the, the cardio workout, not the weight training workout. The main purpose of the cardio workout is for the purpose of fat, for the purposes of fat loss, comes down to getting an additional caloric burn. Walking would be included here. And it's why we advocate steps and place such an emphasis on them. Getting your steps in, that is a calorie burning exercise. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what it is. It is to get out and burn calories. If you can increase your need, you easily increase your calories burned for the day. 
I have not done a lack of cardio yet, and I am about eight pounds down from my highs. Um, and then my food's very, very high as well on the, 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 the kind of photo shoot prep that I'm on just now. Um, and again, just down to steps. Getting those steps in is absolutely essential. The purpose of that cardio workout is to burn calories. This is where, and I'm going to touch on this, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in my slides. Um, no, I didn't. So this is where that I... And we'll often get the question, you know, what kind of cardio is best or should I be doing hit cardio? Hit cardio has a place, but to me, this is where the, the, the recovery benefit from hit really takes a, a, a negative turn. So if you think about a hit workout, okay, you're going to burn some calories in that time period, but think about the recovery that you have to go through after that hit workout. You, you're done in. It's like a weight training workout. If you're doing a HIIT workout and the purpose of that is to burn calories, okay, let's say you do a really intense 30-minute session, which is about as long as you could possibly go for HIIT. It's probably going to be even less. You may be, you may burn two to 300 calories, but by the same token, you could get that from doing probably an hour or so to an hour and a half of walking, which you can get quite easily if you're out and about, if you're doing things, but there's almost no recovery. You're fresh. You can go out and do it with your family. There's nothing you need to think about. I go out and walk a few times a day and I really enjoy it. I actually take it in. Um, I actually take in and go for a walk. I have a think. I just have a bit of time. It's a, it's a time to actually relax and burn calories. So again, that's where you have to think about what method's best for you. But on the other hand, if you're someone who's only got 15, 20 minutes and that's all you can fit in that day for calories, then for example, it could be a benefactor there. So maximizing results. When it comes to workouts, and this is this is the reason people don't make progress for years on end. I speak consistently of not making progress for three, four years at a time with my training. And it honestly comes down to this. This is, if I had simply done this better, I would have made progress, period. End of story. When it comes to workouts, the goal is to get better every single week. Every single week. One extra rep, one extra pound, 10 seconds off your time. It does not matter what the workout is. It could be steps. It could be 10 minutes in the row. It could be five minutes in the bike. It could be a bench press. It could be a squat. It could be a, a bicep curl. It does not matter. The goal is to improve. If you're not giving your body a reason to change, it's just going to stay the same. And that is the, 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 the hamster wheel that so many people get caught up in. They go in, they do the same five machines, Monday through Friday, three, four times a week, and then they leave. Okay, you're feeling good, you've been to the gym, you've ticked the box. There's no progression. There's nothing. Your body is insanely adaptive. It is a very, very smart organism. It will adapt to whatever you're doing very quickly. That's why we, we have to adjust calories in a diet so often. That's why we have to, to increase steps, increase cardio. That's why we have to strive for better to get better. If you're consciously striving for improvement, then if you're not, sorry, consciously striving for improvement, then you will plateau and stay the same. You will make progress for a certain period. If you go from doing nothing to doing something, you're going to make progress. It may be for two weeks, it may be for two months, hell, it may be even for two years. But if you're not consciously getting better, 
you're just going to end up in this vicious cycle of doing a few things a week and never really changing and wondering why nothing's getting better, why you're not getting better, why your physique isn't changing, because there's no focus, there's no direction. There's a lack of structure and there's a lack of overload. Now, overload is just simply getting better. Overload is simply just doing more than you've done the previous week in any aspect. Everything you do should be looked at as a case for improving and getting better from walking to weightlifting. That progressive overload is absolutely essential. It is absolutely essential. And it is the reason that you're going to get a result. That is why we set you up with a block of 12, 16 weeks maybe max. But to be honest, it's not normally 12 max. And we just run it consistently. We're not changing things every week. We're not changing things every month. It's nonsense. It doesn't work. It doesn't get results. What gets results is locking in a structure and just getting better at that for a period of three months at a time. And then freshen things up. So maximizing results. To maximize your results in the gym, this is a mindset shift you must make. Spelling is on point as always. <laughs> your goal is not to complete exercises. It's not. Your goal is not to complete exercises on your program. Your goal... <laughs> oh, excellent spelling mistake there. Your goal is to challenge muscles and force them to get better. I'll say that again. Your goal is not to complete exercises. It's not just to, to go in there and mindlessly complete a workout program. Your goal is to go in there and challenge yourself and the muscle groups that you're working and force them to get better. And that's only done through serious effort and actually getting better. We've all been there where, you know, it could be a bench press, a leg extension, it doesn't matter where. You just pushed out another one for the sake of it. You know, you're like, that's squirming all over the place. You're like, oh, I'm going to get another one. But it's really doing nothing for you. You're just finding different ways to shift the load through your joints or through other muscles to get another rep. There's really no progression. The goal is to be consistent and challenge those muscles and challenge those muscle groups on a consistent basis to improve and get better. So slow down, focus on the form, and make every single rep count. Every single rep that you do that doesn't count is a waste of your time. Every single swing or, you know, on a bicep curl or swing in a certain movement is a total waste of your time. Slow down, really focus, and really make every rep count. Every six to eight weeks, probably, I will take a, an honest assessment of my training and I will go, is there somewhere my form could be better here? Could I slow this exercise down a little? Could I get a little more out of this with this weight? And honestly, most of the time, the answer is yes. Probably 75 to 80% of the time, I've continued to push. You go through a period of maybe 60 weeks where you're really pushing, you're getting better, you're getting better, you're getting better. You're adding that rep, you're adding that rep, you're adding that rep. And at some point, it just gets a little sloppy. It does. And that's perfectly normal. It's perfectly fine. Then you just need to dial it back and say, right, let me lighten this load a little. And then let's go again and build up. And I want to really keep an eye on that form. It does take discipline. It does take consistency. It does take you going and having an honest look at the movements you're doing and saying, could I get a little bit better here with my form? Doing that will pay dividends over time. 
So let's kind of get into it to pre-workout and maximizing that. Now, we've kind of touched on a lot of, you know, intra and pre-workout and things like that, nutrition before. So this is specifically going to be on supplementation. I will touch a little on nutrition just to recap, but because it's not something you really need to overcomplicate. Um, but let's talk pre-workouts. What, when, how often? Give me a, a one in the chat if you use a pre-workout. Right now, if you use any form of pre-workout, give me a one in the chat. If not, just ignore me. <laughs> um, can a pre-workout be beneficial or helpful? Absolutely. Caffeine has been shown to be a great performance enhancer, and some of the non-stimulant versions can also be great for increased blood flow, which allows you to flush more nutrients into the muscle. But what should you use? Should you use them every week? When should you use them? All that sort of stuff. So when should you use them? Or what should, should you use? Sorry. Avoid proprietary blends. This is, this is key to look out for. If you're buying a supplement, if you're buying a, a, a protein powder, a, a pre-workout, avoid proprietary blend. That simply means it's a secret sauce. But the reality is the secret sauce doesn't exist. Everyone has access to the same ingredients. Every supplement maker on the planet. There is no such thing as a secret ingredient. So all they're doing then is giving you underdosed pre-workouts. <laughs> Every single ingredient should be listed in its quantities. Every single one. Now, this is across the board for supplements. Um, when did you use it? 30 to 45 minutes before the workout and how often? As and when required. So most of the time, I just have a coffee and a non-stimulant pre-workout. But those days when I do need a little boost, I will have some pre-workout. I do not recommend it every time you work out. I would not suggest taking a, a full-on caffeinated pre-workout every time you work out. You end up with this over-reliance on it um, that I don't think is healthy. It's just an opinion. Um, there's probably some research to, 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 to back up slightly that you don't want to, to get into an over-reliance on caffeine. Um, but most of the time, I will just have a coffee and some non-stimulant pre-workout to help increase blood flow. Are these things you really need to, to have and really need to, to, to be taken on a consistent basis to get results? Absolutely not. They are the fine-tuning elements. They are the 1% to 2%. They are the things that if you can and if you want to, Perfect, but do not stress out about them if they're not something you're interested in or in your budget. Doesn't matter. Just ignore them. Um, in terms of pre-workout nutrition, I will talk to that briefly just now. Um, just keep it simple. An hour to an hour and a half before your workout is fine. Again, this will help maximize the workout. I do suggest eating something before you train, unless you're training very early in the morning, um, which in that case... May, there may be some digestive things there to, to consider. Just make sure you're hydrated. Just make sure you've maybe had a, a little bit of caffeine be, before then so that you are actually good to go or had a cold shower as well. We obviously are a fan of the, the GSD morning here, um, the two-hour GSD morning, so if you're not doing that, highly suggest it. In terms of pre-workout nutrition, just a, an average size meal, an hour to an hour and a half before, is going to be perfectly fine. Make sure there's some protein in it, a little bit of carbs. Try and avoid the fats if you can. That's why you'll generally see our kind of afternoon snacks like protein bar and piece of fruit or protein bar and a bagel or shake and a bagel, something like that. Light, high in protein, easy to digest, 
hour to an hour and a half before the workout for most people who are going to be training in the evening, and that's kind of good to go. Um, and that's what I would generally suggest for, for anyone who's kind of training at that time. Just keep it light, keep it reasonable. You don't you want to find your sort of you know norm. I like to eat at least 90 minutes before I train. I find that I digest things better then. I can go in without worrying too much about being bloated or feeling sick or anything like that when I'm squatting. Um, and that just tends to work better for me. But anything 60 minutes to two hours is, is going to be good to go. Rest and recovery. So as I said, Jordan's going to be doing a, a kind of full deep dive on this next week. And honestly, it is the most underlooked part of fitness. It's not appreciated enough. How much is too much when it comes to workouts? I personally do not go over five strength training days per week. I think it's unnecessary and will not allow optimal recovery. If you're training high intensity enough, as in if you're pushing yourself in five strength training workouts a week, that's plenty. That is plenty. If, if you're going into a workout so stiff, feeling exhausted, this is the kind of a second point, it's better to have a day off. Sometimes it's better to take a step back. If you're really forcing yourself into that workout that day, maybe it's time for a rest day. Maybe it's time to, to take a diet break, things we've kind of discussed here before. Listen to your body. Now, there's obviously a fine line between um, you being lazy <laughs> and me being lazy. I'm not, I'm not singling anyone out here. <laughs> I have those days. Don't, don't, don't let me kid you. Um, there's obviously a fine line between, oh, I'm a wee bit tired tonight, and being physically exhausted. Um, if you're physically exhausted several times per week, something is wrong. <laughs> like, period. Something is wrong with your health. Your eating's not there, your sleeping's not there, your hydration's off, your stress is through the roof. There's so many factors that could come into account. More often than not, it's probably not going to be the workout plan. The workouts, in all honesty, should only help increase your energy over time. Okay, they're going to, you're going to feel drained and done and after the session. That's what we're looking for. But over time, you should be getting fitter, healthier, stronger, having more energy, feeling better on a daily basis. That's what this should be all about. So exhaustion and things like that, if you are coming up against that on a consistent basis, then it may be time to take a little bit of a step back for a day, a week, whatever. Um, I honestly try not to train more than three days in a row. That's really my max. I will squeeze more sessions in if, if it's necessary. For example, if I have something on on a Saturday, if I'm going out, I will maybe train Monday through Friday with no rest and then take the weekend off as opposed to taking the Wednesday off like I normally do. Um, if I, was, I had something on the Friday night, for example. My normal training days are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. That's how I split my week up. Most weeks, every single week. Um, and I wouldn't suggest anyone trains strength training more than three days in a row consistently. Yes, it's something you can do from time to time, um, but I would try and shuffle your weeks around a little so that you're not training more than three times per three days in a row. That's, in, that's specifically on strength training. Cardio is a little bit different. There's no real physical... There is a physical um, outlay there, but the recovery period is much, much less. Again, this is a, a key point here towards the end that if you can, perfect. If you cannot, don't worry about it. Splitting up your cardio and weight training to separate times and days is more beneficial than doing them at the same time and will also allow better recovery and better performance in each one. 
So ideal scenario, if you're doing cardio and it's in your plan to do cardio on a weekly basis, if you can do, let's say, you've got four four weight training sessions and three cardio sessions. If you can do four weights and then on your two rest days, you do two cardio sessions and then one of those, the, the weight training days, you do cardio a separate time, that's perfect. But obviously, the real world, it doesn't always work that way. So if you have to do you know, your cardio and weights at the same time, no problem at all. It's better to get it in than avoid it. And would always suggest doing weight training first. Always. Apart from your light warm-up, always do your weights first. They are the, the number one thing that's going to drive progress, no matter what your goal is. Whether it's fat loss, unless your goal is to look like um, Mo Farah. <laughs> at which point, can't do all day and you're probably in the wrong program <laughs> um, but for anyone who's looking to get lean fat healthy and toned um, we always want to prioritize the weights and in a perfect world we do them in separate days after that separate times um and failing that do your cardio post-workout um but again jordan will get again into to rest and recover here um next week as well which is going to include more sleep and stuff also but that is all for this evening in terms of the presentation. I'm going to dive into the Q&A as well. Um, does anyone, while I get these questions up, have any questions on anything we kind of covered there or anything we, they, they want us to, to touch on before we dive into the, the Q&As from check-in? I would just say in terms of the making sure your form's correct and stuff like that and when you're lifting weights, not like Andrew was saying there's no point in trying to push really heavy if you're not doing it correctly it's just not getting you anywhere um, don't think people are looking at you and thinking oh that, look how light weight that guy's lifting or whatever nobody cares at all um, and it's just more important that you do a weight that you can comfortably do the form you can do correct form with but it is still challenging you um, after it, it can be annoying though at times really after my photo shoot like, I can't lift as heavy right now as I could, like, at the peak of my sort of muscle building phase. And it's just, like, in your mind, you're like, oh, I should be lifting heavier than this. But it's it's good every so often, like Andrew said, just to scale it back a bit and start going up, building up again with proper form. And that's just the way you're going to get better. Yeah. I think, like, I, and it's important to consider this. If you're on this program right now, the goal is that you continue, well, how, no matter how long you stay with us, I would, I would love you all to be here for the next 30 years, but, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> I want you to train for the next 30, 40 years. It's important to remember that that body is going to be the same one training in 30 to 40 years. Um, so really looking after it, taking care of your form. I would much rather make progress with lighter weights and more form than give my joints a sore time, give my back a sore time with really heavy weights um, that, to be honest, I don't necessarily need to do. Um, obviously, you should be pushing yourself at every point. And at some point, you're going to have to be pushing heavier weights. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. That's all part of this process. But it should always be done in a safe environment that, you're, you, that form is, is absolutely your number one priority. 
something we probably don't hammer home enough. Obviously, you've got all the videos and the exercise execution there. I cannot emphasize it enough. Um, and obviously, myself and Jordan are putting together some dates this weekend for the upcoming exercise execution workshops. Um, I need to find a location um, and, and kind of get some things sorted. But I'm going to commit to a date this weekend, hopefully in, in, in about August time. We'll be doing the first one, maybe even end of July, but we'll kind of confirm that. Um, but these are things that should really, really should be taking your time on. And I will, again, even myself, I will go back and review the videos every 12 weeks or so. Every time I go through a plan or even halfway through a plan, I will sometimes stop and review the videos, watch my form, video myself. I don't care about video myself. <laughs> Some people probably do. Um, but I, I'm kind of over that at this point. Um but I will watch the form back and the videos and stuff. Um, it, it really can't be emphasised enough. Um, Kaylee, any any tips to help with grip strength? No, I struggled a bit with RDLs. Could maybe have done a rep too, but could feel my grip slipping. So, in terms of grip strength, it is one of those things you just need to train. <laughs> like just doing more of the same will help. What I do when I'm doing RDLs, barbell rows dumbbell rows i use lifting straps um it depends like i really don't care what my grip strength is personally it's not something i am concerned about um i would rather be able to lift more weight however some people want the the grip strength they want to have that ability so continuing to do that for the the majority of your sets just using your hands will um help with the grip strength but it may be an idea to use the lifting straps on the last set, on the second last set, in the last set, whatever. Something along those lines so you can push a little bit harder, get the most out of that, that set using the straps. The straps help massively. Yeah. <laughs> like It's crazy that if you've never used straps before and then the yeah. amount of weight you can actually add on, by just it's, using straps is crazy. It's pretty, it's pretty significant. <laughs> like I would say, Jordan, maybe 20% at least. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, yeah. So it's getting lifting and like there's like five quid on Amazon. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're very, very effective. What they are, and they just allow you to, to go harder for longer. That's what she said. <laughs> so, um, I would suggest those care. Does that help? Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'll have a wee look into them. Thanks. Good stuff. Good stuff. Did it do? Right. So let's see. Healthy snack suggestions. Um, Graham's put a note for healthy snack suggestions. Jordan, can you ping him over that sheet um, that we put together? Yep. Um, inside the app for him. Do, do, do. Right, no questions. Anyone on the call um, get any questions that, that we can help them with right now? We all good? Happy, happy, happy to plan for now and making most of it. Working on a few good stuff. Sorry, I'm going mute myself there, I couldn't. Oh. I, I've got a question. So, Fire right, Carl. See, I've been eating not very much for the last sort of six months or so. Yep. I'm supposed to be trying to eat like 2,000 calories uh, just now a day. Yep. So like first day I had like 1,800, so then I had 2,200 the next day. I think today I'm on like 1,500 right. just because I've not been hungry. 
But like, see on days where I'm just not hungry, would you suggest just having something like an extra protein shake or trying to eat, trying to force myself to eat something to make those calories up? Or if you're not hungry, would you just not and wait for your next meal? So there's there's a couple. How's 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 your weight trending or how's progress going on those calories? What do you mean? Sorry, like as in. How's your body changing? Are you are you making kind of progress in those calories? It's, it's so early days, so it's hard to tell. Like yeah. I've lost like five stone myself, but in like a year maybe, just purely cutting calories. But like yeah. say for this week, I've I've tried to stick to start eating two hundred, but I've only weighed myself three days, and I've I've basically was, I think ninety three kilos, ninety two point eight kilos, ninety two point three kilos. On Monday, right. Tuesday, Wednesday. But. Right. Okay. So, so that's that that's trending pretty positively. Now, yeah. the goal the goal with fat loss, and this sounds so counterintuitive, is to lose weight in as many fucking calories as you can. <laughs> like that is the goal. I am currently losing weight in three and a half thousand calories a day. There are days that I don't want to eat that amount of food. And I know I'm in a fat loss phase. Sometimes I'm like, should I even bother? Even I'm asking myself those questions. But there will come a time, like when it comes to, to, to weight loss, we have to cut calories over time. That's that's something we have to do. So if you can continue to lose weight on 2,000 calories, it just gives you more, more runway. Like as you as you plateau, because you will, it, if, if we could avoid plateaus, we'd have a queue from my house to England <laughs> for, for clients. <laughs> so they're going to come. Now, the goal is that you want to have calories to cut from. If you start a diet, if you're at a fat loss phase and you're eating 1,400, 1,300 calories and you're, you're kind of used to that and you're just doing it because you're not too hungry and you kind of just want to, to get the weight off and stuff, what happens when you plateau? Like we, ha- we as have to either give you more cardio or increase your steps or do something like that or take some calories out of the plan to keep going. So at that point, you're getting to 1,200, 1,100, you know, and it's getting more challenging to stay on plan. So if you can, I would say really try and hit the targets. Some days, if you don't feel like eating, and it is a pure struggle, like it's just you're just forcing yourself for the sake of it, bank the calories. Yeah. Like is it, there's got we, we, we talk about quite a lot about banking calories for a weekend, for example. Say, you know, you're going out at the weekend and – you know, you're going to have a few beers or, and, a, and a pizza or something like that, and you know it's going to be quite a heavy one. Obviously, we encourage a free meal each week, but maybe you go, right, you know what, I'm going to maybe cut back 200 calories a day, and I'll, I'll have some extra at the weekend. You can do things like that, so maybe you're going out on Friday and you can have some, some extra calories then. You know, doing things like that and getting as close to the targets, though, is, is what I would suggest, especially if things are trending the right way. Yeah. Just like you said, there, Karen, like you were 1800 a couple of days ago and 2200 yesterday. Even just mix it up in, in each day, like that, like, Aye. you know, over the week, the 2000 is going to be good. But like today, if you're not hungry tonight and you've only ate 1500 and you're struggling to push it in, like Andrew said, just either eat more tomorrow or just save it, save some for the weekend. It's just how I start the day, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That's it. Like, if I don't get up and eat really early, which I struggle to do, then I'm done. Because I'll eat a lunch and then I can't. I'm just not hungry again. I think because um, 
Callum, you've been on a, a low, low calories for a long, long period of time. Your body's probably just adjusted to that. But if we can try, now with added weight training, if we can try and get keep the calories up around that level and get used to that, then that's good. And the fact the weight's not going up over the last few days, mate, then that's a good sign. So let, let's try and keep that. Cool. And, um, especially if you have been on that diet for a longer period of time, sometimes you sometimes you actually need to go through, and this is maybe something that would be applicable to yourself, Callum, again, Jordan, a bit more of a situation mm-hmm. than me, but we, we advocate diet breaks where you actually, despite the overarching goal being fat loss, sometimes you do need to spend a month, two months, three months even, in a period where you're actually increasing calories for a little bit, um, just to get your metabolism back, we're actually doing with someone who come on board. He'd been he'd been stuck for like two years. He's, he's weight. And the first thing I said to him when he come on the call was he kind of gave me background. And I said, "Listen, you're joining this program to lose fat. We're going to spend the first three months of this program giving you more food because <laughs> he'd been he'd been on like a it was something called isogenics, um, which is essentially Herbalife. Um, it's like two shakes and then a meal in the evening, so it's nothing. Like it's like no wonder you can't you can't lose any more weight. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> like, what do you want to do? One shake a day and one meal. Like there's only so much you can push with that. Um, so again, it's just a consideration. But that, that I would suggest getting as close to that as you can. Um, any more? Any any other questions or anything we can help anyone with um, before we we kind of wrap things up for this evening? All good? Yeah, all good, man. All happy? I hope. Yeah. I ask that every week and I'm like, oh, I hope. <laughs> right, folks, um, thank you all very much for your, your, your attention tonight. Hopefully this was helpful. Next week is going to be rest and recovery. We will be mapping out all of June's calls for you so you know exactly what to look out for and on what dates. Um, we'll be doing that probably towards the end of next week. Um, just as we finish, finish up the month here. Um, I will announce at least one weekend, if not two, um, of exercise execution workshops as well. Um, I will try and get some sort of location sorted. Not sure what I need to do there, but I will figure it out. Um, and that's some upcoming things to look forward to. Um, masterclass will be next Wednesday. Um, for anyone who wants to join, and usual call will be, be Thursday and with the Q&A at the back. But... Thank you all for your, your, your attendance tonight. It really does mean a lot for you to jump on these calls. Hopefully you took something from it. And enjoy the rest of your weeks, folks. See you later on. Cheers, guys. Take care, guys. Bye. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two, kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends, And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.